You're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. All right, I am recording this episode on the twenty fourth of December. A little bit late, considering that today is Thursday, and I am publishing this in Sunday. Yeah, things have been a little bit busy, or actually, I'm just being lazy and procrastinating. But hey, this is just one day away from Christmas, so Merry Christmas to all listeners out there. I love Christmas. I think it's a wonderful time of the year. To some, maybe because of its religious significance, but to others, just because it's a festive season. It's time for us to have fun, to celebrate, to gather with our loved ones, right? And especially during this rather challenging time of the year. A day where we can relax and just forget about everything. Drink malt wines, drink eggnogs, exchange gifts, playing board games and whatnot. This is something that I believe everyone should be expecting, and it's about to become 2021 soon as well. But maybe we'll be touching on that next week. I can't believe that this episode is already going to be another last episode of 2020. So it's yet another time to recall back your earlier resolutions and reassess what you want to accomplish next year versus what you have accomplished this year. So anyway, in this episode, I would love to share my reflections on what Kai has shared in the last episode about using public speaking to build stories around yourself in order to create good first impression. For your friends, for your business partners, or hopefully potential dates. So if you have not listened to that episode, feel free to go there first and then come back here. But for those of you who have done it last week, then you know that it is very crucial for us to be able to craft a story that revolves around us that can hook people so that they want to learn more about us. This is how we start conversations, and through conversations, we are able to learn about each other and hopefully build attraction. So this will be a short monologue of myself trying to figure out the ways I can implement Kai's advice to my life. Hopefully, this will help you. Okay. So without any further ado, number one, this is something that Kai constantly repeated on his sharing is to know yourself. But I'd like to add a little bit: know yourself and flaunt it. Flaunt meaning that you're able to exhibit it, showcase it to others during your first impressions. First of all, it starts from the awareness that the basic idea is for you to realize that everybody, including you, has flaws. In Spanish, it's nadia es perfecta. Nobody's perfect, so it is important for us to know what are some of the areas that we are strong and what are some other areas that we are weak, and we want to pick on our strengths and list them out. So for me, I would start with like list five things that I think I am good at. And if your list can go to more than five, then bro, you're awesome. But hold on for a sec. From those lists, for me personally, I would pick three to five things that I can immediately build during our first conversation. And so this has to be quite practical, right? You don't want to pick something like, "Oh, I'm really good at basketball." Because imagine if you find your potential date in a bar, and then you said, "You know, I'm really good at basketball." Well, prove it. You can't, right? Because you're in a bar. So find some things that you can actually show. You can actually perform during your first engagement. Because this is one of my life principles. I don't want to tell people 
I want to show. That's why I chose the word showcase. Because what good can it do if you just say, oh, I'm really good at math. Oh, I'm really good at this. If you can't really prove it, people would just think you're gloating. You're just speaking nonsense. Instead, if you can just bring the conversation, for example, if you think you're good at math, and then for some reason you're playing this calculation game where you can quickly answer 25 times 50. How much is it? That's it, 1,250. Oh, that's really cool, bro. How are you able to do it? Then I think the effect will be in manifolds. So for me personally, the three things that I would always keep in mind when meeting new people, especially in China, is first my English. I feel that I am comfortable to speak English to people in most times, even to native or non-native speakers, thanks to my years of learning English since I was little, practicing and consuming English books, movies, and whatnot. This has given me a lot of confidence in my social interactions, especially in China, where understandably they have quite a challenge to learn English because they have their own. Very complicated alphabets, right? Pumpkinhead, that system is wow. It's super complicated. <laughs> so by showing them that I speak good English, I have put myself in a good position, in a way to impress them, right? And then the second and third that I selected are not actually life skills. Those are just life stories that I wanted to share because I am proud to have graduated early due to my early high school circumstances, where I was put in a school that I can diligently work my way towards graduation. As I said in my previous episodes, I never regarded myself as this smart genius, but I do think that I am diligent enough. Once I want to pursue something, and I will grind, I will pursue it day and day without actually thinking anything. You know, <laughs> I think this kind of mental attitude and resilience is something that I can share to people, and I can be confident about. And then lastly is my stories of how I lived in China for seven years. From Nanjing, Suzhou, and Shanghai, I think this is an interesting story, especially as an expat, not only just to Chinese audiences but also to the general foreigners audience. So these are the first three, and currently I'm working on to add another one, which is public speaking. I'm joining Toastmaster Club. I train with Kai, he's my mentor, and I also do some other stuff to continue exercising this skill. Hopefully, in the future, I can also showcase to them that I'm a good public speaker. I don't know, maybe I go to the stage on the bar and then just give some speech. <laughs> Let's see how practical public speaking proved to be in dating or in general social scenarios. So yeah, these are the kinds of things that I have in the back of my mind. As an awareness of my own strength, that I know I can confidently display it to the other person. That's number one. Number two is make the introduction. So recently, I just attended a sharing session in Toastmasters, in which the speaker gave a very interesting angle to make your introduction. So. He said something like, "A lot of people introduce themselves without enough vigor, without enough definition that allows the other person to listen to you. So, for example, if I just tell you, 'Oh, hi, my name is Andreas. I'm 24 years old. I work in I work in research and business analytics in China. I, I focus on Southeast Asia. Oh, and I do some podcasts on the side.' People were just like, 'Oh, okay, nice to meet you.' But if you can reformulate that phrase to pique their interest. To actually stimulate them into asking more about yourself, then you would make a different impact. 
And the way to do that is actually in resonance to, if you know Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. So if you apply it to my previous example, it can sound something like, Hi, my name is Andreas. I help businesses to get more knowledge about Southeast Asia, and I tell them how it can be useful for them. See, it's actually the same thing as researching and the consulting part, but by saying I help people, first you are doing it. You add a verb to it, meaning that you have the control of the action. But secondly, it makes much more sense to them. You use a more grounded language. Oh, so you help businesses in Southeast Asia. I actually have this, this, this in Southeast Asia too. Maybe you can help me. See, this makes much more connection just from the first sentence. And of course, we all know about the elevator pitch, which is to introduce yourself in 10 to 15 seconds at best. Imagine yourself in an elevator and you're trying to introduce yourself to the president or to the CEO of a company, to Jack Ma, to Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. So make it concise, don't memorize like two or three sentences. Just one sentence is enough. So yeah, state your why and then your how. How you try to achieve your why and then what, what happened, what are the results, what were the struggles. What kind of insights did you learn along the way? So let's try a new example. Maybe I can say something like, I came to China to learn Chinese. I went to Nanjing, forced by my parents, but grew to love the country ever since. Now I'm working and looking on to obtain more fun and adventures here in China. A very simple and short introduction of myself. But if the other person is interested, then they can ask questions to dig more. Oh, you were forced by your parents. How did it go? What happened? And then I can tell them more stories about that. So as I said, this kind of introduction really helps to trigger future sub-conversations while at the same time making yourself look so appealing that they want to ask more. Because you give value, you give a personal story. People are always interested. There's a reason why we social animals like to gossip. We just couldn't get enough of other people's stories. Especially if you're in a date where there is already an initial attraction level. Say you meet on Tinder, the other person already knows a little bit about yourself, the intro that you put on your profile, and they want to know you more, right? If you're just saying, oh, I'm a consultant, then I can already predict what would happen next. It's probably like, oh, you're consulting. You're consulting what? What industry? What's your specific country scope? But this kind of conversation is so on the cloud. It's not about you. It's just about your job. It's one step further away from you as a person. So that's what I think is a good way to introduce yourself. Putting yourself as the subject, make a verb. And then of course, like, you know, in grammar, subject, verb, there's an object. And in this case, the object is your introduction of yourself. Try it out and see how it goes. <laughs> so that's number two. And the number three is also something that Kai discussed in the episode, which is to listen. In his words, Kai said, A great speaker is those who listen more. Dale Carnegie also said something like this in his book, How to Make Friends and Influence People. Good conversationalists are good listeners. So when meeting your potential date, especially when you're nervous, a lot of us ended up talking a lot about ourselves. We'll try to fill this silence with us. But maybe if you can redirect it, redirect the energy and channel it to the other person, ask more questions, let that person talk about themselves, they will feel more appreciated. Because just like you, they too like to talk about themselves. <laughs> but the idea here is for you to make a good impression to them. 
not for you to make a good impression on yourself. So by being a good listener, they will feel good. And at the same time, they will think, hey, you're actually really fun to talk with. You're such a great conversationalist. So this can actually be done really, really simple. You just have to follow up everything with, oh, hey, that's really cool. Oh my God, how did it go? Tell me about it. Don't leave anything out. Are you sh- Are you serious? I can't believe that happened to you. How did you even go through that? That's so sick. You know, giving this little, little comments, of course, you're, tr- you're really showing interest, okay? Not trying to fake it by saying, oh, that's really interesting. But deep down in your heart, you're saying, ah, it's boring. Because people are not stupid, okay? If you're not genuine, if you do not express that feeling, then they will know. And they would think you're an asshole for saying that, for being fake. So yeah, listen to respond, not listen to act on. Whoa, this is something that I make, huh? I'm proud. Listen to respond, meaning listen to pick on something that you can ask more, that you can comment on, instead of listening just to wait until it's your turn to talk. I think I used to do this several years ago where I'm so eager to talk about myself, to let other people know about my strength, that I did not identify the right window of opportunity to do so. When it's their turn to talk, let them talk because you don't want to steal their stage time. The stage will come back to you naturally. Don't worry. <laughs> if you have a dinner date, you have like, what, three, four hours with them? It's impossible that you do not have your own stage time to talk. So when it's their turn, listen to respond, not listen to act on. Oh, that's so good, huh? <laughs> so that's number three. You know, number four, another thing that I realized when reflecting on how to make good first impressions is don't be afraid to show weaknesses. Actually, just like you find an opportunity to let your strength be known, you should also find that same opportunity to let your weaknesses be known. Because think about it, if you're just saying all good stuff about yourself, somehow it lacks a little bit of credibility. People want to know what is bad about you because they will assess whether that something bad about you is something that they can tolerate. If they can tolerate it, then they will continue to engage with you. If they think it's a turn off, then, well, you messed up. (laughs) But there's always a silver lining. You can always say your weaknesses, but also say how you're working on to improve it. Maybe you said something that can be a potential turn off to a girl. Let's say, I haven't been able to find jobs for the last four to five months. Okay, girls might not like a guy without a job, a guy without a career or something to work on. But you can say, but I've been taking online courses, I've been going to Toastmasters to improve public speaking, I've been attending this seminar, this workshop. It shows that you're actually doing something about your life, not just slacking off and hope for the best, right? Again, the bottom line here is that you actually do that. Don't just say it. Don't make up some story saying that you are working on this and you are struggling, but you're actually just at home playing video games. Man, that sucks. (laughs) Kai also said this in his episode, you know, making up stories of yourself will probably work in the short term, but people, especially women, (laughs) have a very sharp sense of detecting your lies. You don't want them to find it out in the middle of your relationship because that would be super messed up. They would leave you right away. They will abandon you, not even giving you a second chance, I think. (laughs) So if your life right now might not be in a very good state, Let's say because of the pandemic, you've lost your jobs. At least try to do something so that you're not that embarrassed when women or people ask you, what are you doing right now? What's your job? At least you have something to back it up, you know? So yeah, number four, don't be afraid to show weakness, but let it be known. 
so that you gain credibility of your other successes. Weaknesses is very important because only by showing weaknesses can you highlight your success. That's what I think anyway. Number five, and this is the final one. All of these circle back to one single idea. You try to make a good first impression because of what? Because you want to spend time with them. But during the conversation, you should also evaluate their impression, the impression that you got about them. Because first impression is not a single person's sport. It's not all about you. They have to do it too. If you think that they don't have a very strong first impression, then it's time for you to decide if you want to further spend time and commitment with them down the road. I think I talked about this in my very first episode of season 2. Don't have this loser's mentality in which you want to be friends with everyone or you want to make a date with every girl that you match up on Tinder. Because that's never good, right? It's a waste of time, it's a waste of money. So try to observe how people have been presenting themselves. If this is something that you resonate with, if this is something that you agree, then maybe you can try to follow up with another date or with another meeting. And for your next meeting, maybe you can use those other skills that you have listed out, but maybe not practical enough for your first impression and use it for your second meeting. For example, if you're good at basketball or you're good at badminton, then maybe for your second meeting you can say, Hey, do you play sports? Do you play badminton? Do you want to play badminton with me next time? See, this is where the listening part comes in. If you have been listening to them more than you have talked about yourself, then you should know more about them and use that information to your advantage for your second date, second meeting. So yeah, those are the five tips that I reflected and I feel like sharing to you guys on how to make a good first impression. Just as a final remark, I think since we have agreed that we should not make up stories, this can only mean one thing. This will sound cheesy and repetitive, but it all comes back to constant personal development. When you have a lot of skills that you can highlight to people, then you will be confident and confident will bring you a long way with people and with women. That's why never stop learning, never stop to improve your life. Don't ever settle down. I guess when you have so much value of yourself, you will naturally attract people. So you don't have to work yourself too hard and think like crazy for like, how can I impress them? What are the skills that I'm good at? You can just quickly cherry pick of your top skills because you just have that many skills to begin with. Okay, so that will be it. I hope this short sharing of mine can inspire you, first of all, to learn, but at the same time, to also strategize on the next time you want to make an impression. I pray that this will give you a future date. And when you do, make sure you tell me how the process goes, okay? I'm really curious to know what you did that was helpful. Was my advice beneficial for you? For now, why don't you tell me what will be the three things that you will prepare for your next date? or for your next meeting? What are the three things that you want to showcase them for your first ever impression? Alright, you know the drill, I will leave my social media links down below or some email if you prefer email. But all in all, I thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you have a good day, have a good weekend, and a much better one ahead. Bye-bye. Oh, again, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yay.